afternoon or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Hallelujah. Wow. God is good all the time. I'm always excited to get to church because you just never know what God's going to do on a Sunday. Amen. You just never know how God's going to interrupt and do something great. And I thank God for what he's already done. Um, today is a, a, a great Sunday. I've got a message here I want to speak to you. Before I do that, though, I, I need to let the church know something. Um, Annette and Nell, would you just stand real quick? Just stand up so everybody knows who I'm talking about. Everybody knows Annette and Nell. If you've been around for a while, you know their story. Thank you for standing. You can go sit for a moment. Uh, we're going to pray over them because um, they've been with us since August of last year, uh, and God's done great things in their life. Um, they are just doing a transition. I'm calling it a temporary transition to London, okay? Is it okay if I use the word temporary? Um, <laughs> They're, they're a part of Life Church, and you're going to get to know their story a little bit more today. And I've got a message I'm going to preach that's kind of tied to this story. But um, back earlier this year, um, my wife and my daughter came to the church and did a little video recording of their testimony. In fact, several people had their testimony recorded. And what I thought today, and I haven't even asked permission of these guys, but, but they, they, they gave us their testimony, so I'm the pastor. It's in my computer. I can do what I want with it, right? <laughs> um, for, for many of you, you don't know who these guys are. You don't know their story. You're going to take the next few minutes, and you're going to listen to them tell a little bit of their story. They're from South Africa. They arrived here in December of 19 before the pandemic, and um, they came on a work visa. And I'm going to get to tell you a little bit of the miracles that God has done in their life throughout the rest of this service. Let's just listen for a moment on the screen, the testimony of Annette and Nell. Okay, so this is our life story. Um, Annette and I, both born and raised in South Africa. Uh, in around about two years ago, uh, opportunity presented itself for us to come to Canada. I mean, up until that point, we've been trying for probably eight years to pursue an opportunity or to get a job offer, because at our stage of life, especially at my age, uh, that was the only way I could come to Canada. Um, long story short, um, 2019, 17th of December, we arrived with six, six suitcases in total. Our two pets, um, three days later, I started work. Um, new country, new job. My entire life had been self-employed, so just working for somebody else was a huge adjustment for me. Um, then COVID, COVID struck. I mean, that was pretty stressful. So it was new country, new work, um, everything was stressful for us, and it was a huge adjustment. Um, obviously with the lockdown, we couldn't attend any, any uh, church services. So I next started having a look around um, online, we started following a few services, but it was just not the same as being in a physical, physical location, um, having the interaction with, with, with people. And Annette came across a recording of Pastor Steve where he spoke about um, fire. Um, and that really struck a chord with Annette, and she was adamant we should definitely try out and come to Love Church. 
we came for one service and that was it. I mean, after that, um, to miss one single service, uh, it came home to us. And during this period of time, I've, I've definitely grown closer to God like I've never before. Um, and it's been really a, a journey like, like never before. I mean, we'd have never really been in a good place or mentally in a good spot if it hadn't been for Life Church and all of the wonderful people that we met here and all of the support that they've given us. And that's my testimony. Two days before the Easter weekend of 2020 um, and during the COVID uh, lockdown, I could feel an extraordinary strong presence of God um, as He overtook my thoughts and He overtook my emotions. I knew it was God um, because I haven't felt Him or close to Him for many years. Uh, by this time we've already arrived in Canada. It was all still very new to us. Um, we were very lonely, um, but God spoke to me um, and He comforted me over this period, the next few days, um, and He assured me that everything was going to be okay in this strange new country. Um, so God started talking to me about fire, um, how he wanted fire from me, um, how he didn't want a lukewarm relationship with me, that he wanted, definitely wanted more, um, and what I have given him previously was not what he wanted. I kept hearing the word fire, fire, fire. So over the next few months, uh, Jesus reminded and taught me. Um, he helped me rekindle my relationship with him. Um, but still I could feel I wanted more. And I knew that God wanted more from me. Um, it was time now to move forward. So as my prayer life developed um, and deepened, I knew that God wanted us to join a church family and be active, involved in serving Him and His people. Um, I asked Him for His guidance on this, and He brought me to an online service where Pastor Steve taught um, about the ladder of promises. Um, and it said that I am the Lord God. I am with you. I will keep you wherever you go. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Well, the rest is history. And we made Life Church our home. They have accepted us um, as family. On the 30th of August 2020, I was baptized with both water 
and fine. Praise God. Uh, we have completed the Connection 101 course, and we're currently um, busy with the 201 course, and we actively implementing and practicing these principles. Um, at Life Church, they've taught us about honest worshiping, about fellowship, but most of all about God's fire. To many people, 2020 was a year of great loss, trials and tribulations, and a lot of full stops. But for me and for Vainat, we can only speak about the goodness of the Lord, about his favor and his peace, his hope for our future and his great mercy. God has done amazing things in our lives over the past year. He has provided job security. He has provided incomes. Um, he has sped up timelines and created awesome opportunities for us um, to remain in Canada and to be able to live here permanently. And to prosper. And to prosper. Uh, although all the odds were stacked against us. The future is bright with Jesus on our side. Amen. And we will be worshipping and praising his wonderful name during the good times and the not so good times. We are both very excited about the future. Amen. So that kind of brings those of you that don't know their story up to speed a little bit. Of course, they came here on a, a work permit, and um, God has done some amazing fast-tracking. Uh, we prayed many times for this process, and um, this process is usually four or five years process, correct? And was it 20 months? 20 months, 21 months, they were permanent residents of Canada. God fast-tracked that process and did a great miracle. Um, and there's a, lot, there's a lot of little miracles and big miracles in their story. And uh, we're just so grateful. And I, I wanted today to just kind of take a moment and, and pray over them. Um, the temporary move to London. We're going to pray that God keeps them, protects them, puts his hand upon them. Brother and sister, um, now, why don't you just come and stand down here real quick? I want to ask some of the guys from my team, my wife, to come. We're just going to pray over them right now. In fact, congregation, why don't you just stand for a moment? I, I never want to see people leave. That's, that's what pastors, they, they never want to see people go, right? Uh, we always want people to come. Um, and, and as they temporarily leave, um, we're, we're going to pray over them. But th this is what God did. God filled um, both of them with the Holy Ghost uh, last summer, fall, and that's been baptized in Jesus' name. 
and, and Nell has let me know that on December the 19th, the next time they come back to Life Church, I'm going to get the chance to baptize him in Jesus' name. God's not finished with their story. Amen? So I just want you to stretch your hand towards them. Let's just pray God's protection, favor, and, and just grace and mercy over them. Jesus, God, we're thanking you today, God, for the nails. We're thanking you, Jesus, God, for what you've done in their lives, the many miracles that have already been accomplished. God, that you brought them to Canada, God, so they could experience the fire of the Holy Ghost, God. Lord, they've told me, God, in passing and in many times that if they'd stayed in South Africa, that probably would never have happened. But God, you orchestrated their steps to bring them, God, so they could experience you in a powerful new way, God, through the power of the Spirit. God, I pray you would direct their steps. God, I pray, God, you'd order their steps. God, the employments that are coming, God, the open doors that are coming, God, the places of, God, places to live, God, I pray you'd put your hand upon that. I pray, God, you'd direct them every single day, God, with every decision they make. God, we come before you, God, asking for your touch and your direction, God. Go before them, I pray, in the name of Jesus. God, lead the way, and we thank you for it, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name. Everybody said in Jesus' name. So they've told me they're not gone, gone. They'll be back periodically. So just so you know, greet them today before we leave the service. But they're not gone. They're just going to live in London with family for a short time till they figure out all the details about this new life and the promises that God has for them. So God bless you. Go ahead and be seated. Thank you, guys. We love you. And we're looking forward to what God's going to do in the rest of the story. Amen? So, so here's what I, I really felt impressed to do today. I really felt that it was a message that Annette kind of stumbled on, God director. It wasn't a stumble. It was a God direction to life church and a message about the promises of God. And it's about the ladder of promises. So there's a picture here. This is me preaching that message a year or so ago about the ladder of promise and how God's got promises for us in our lives. You see, I was, I was looking to buy a new ladder and, and I, I just, I needed a new ladder. And, you know, ladders are not cheap. Anyone that knows, knows. Uh, ladders are $150 to $300 for a, just a simple ladder. And I didn't want to spend that, so I really wasn't doing too much active looking at Lowe's and Home Depot. Pastor Jonathan and Kayla were over to our house, and they were spending some time with us, and it was raining out this, this summer night, and he had to run down the street to his vehicle to bring his vehicle back to the house to pick up Kayla and the very new baby at the time, Miss Nova. And so he, he comes back, and he says, Pastor Steve, do you need a new ladder? And I said, yes, I do need a new ladder. He goes, well, there's a pile. It was Thursday night. It was trash night. And the neighbors, about three or four houses away, had all their trash bags out and had their, you know, the waste bags with all the lawn stuff in it out. And they happened to have a desk out front, a white desk, and they had a ladder strategically placed over the trash bags and the desk. And it was raining. And so I said, I need a new ladder. He said, well, there's a ladder down there. Why don't you just go get it? And so I walked down, and sure enough, I found it just like he said was this ladder. And I came back with this brand new, it wasn't a used ladder, it was a brand new ladder, one of those feather light ladders, 
And, and, and it was like I told my wife when that happened, I said, this is a sign from God. And you know what the sign from God is? That God knows what we need. He knows what we're looking for. He, he's able to come through in ways that you would never, ever expect. He's got everything. He's got everything. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And so I said, Sherry, this is our ladder of promise. This is the ladder of promise that God's going to keep us. God's going to protect us. God's going to see us through every trial. And God is going to bless us. So I preached that message from, from Genesis that weekend about Jacob being on run from his brother. He was fleeing from Esau. And he, you know, he had done some things he probably shouldn't have done. He had stolen the birthright from his brother over a bowl of soup. And, and, and because of him stealing the birthright from Esau, he received the blessings from his father, from Isaac. And, and he's running now from, from this situation. And in Genesis chapter 28 and verse 12, the Bible says a ladder, he dreamed a dream, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. God is clearly speaking here to Jacob in the middle of a desperate situation. In the middle of a trial, God is letting him know, I, I, I've got it taken care of. I'm going to see you through. And he gave him a lot of amazing promises. So today's message is simply this. The promise still stands. I preached about the promise, the ladder of promise last year. Annette and Nell, I know there's challenges in front of you, but the promise still stands. The promise of his protection still stands. The promise of his provision still stands. The promise of his blessing still stands. Someone here today, you're here and you say, I've got a desperate situation. I don't know how God's going to work it out. God has prompted my spirit to tell you today that the promises in this book, they're true and they still stand. God, your promise still stands. Great is thy faithfulness. Here's some of the promise that God gave to Jacob. Verses 13 through 15 says, and behold, the Lord stood above it. He was the top of the ladder and says, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, this is what I want you to get. I want you to receive this word today. Behold, I am with you. Someone say, he is with me. Behold, I am with you. And I will keep you wherever you go. Now, Lynette, you're leaving Burlington temporarily to London. God's going to keep you wherever you go. He will bring you back to this land. Praise the Lord. <laughs> He will not leave you until he has done what he has spoken to you. The promise still stands. Amen. The promise still stands. What is the promise? I've broken it down into three things. It's the promise of his presence. 
He said in the 13th verse, he says, I am the Lord God. I'm so glad I'm not serving a God of wood, a God of stone, a God of metal, but I'm serving a God that's the living God. I am the Lord God, and 15 says, I am with you. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. It doesn't matter the trouble that's coming your way. He says, I am the Lord God, and I am with you. The verse says, he said, I gave this promise to Abraham, and I gave this promise to Isaac. Well, guess what? This guy's name was Jacob. This is before he was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He was only the God of Abraham and Isaac at this point. But God's saying, no, this promise goes a little bit further. It goes on to you. It's now the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And I want to tell Life Church today, he's also the God of Life Church. You can put your name in the middle of that. He's the God of Brother Luis. He's the God of Brother Wayne. He's the God of Nesta. He's the God of Jeremy. Whatever you, what name you want to put in that mix, he is with you wherever you go. I, I think it's important today that someone realizes that it doesn't matter what Pastor Steve thinks. It doesn't matter what Pastor Jonathan says. He's not just the God of Pastor Steve. He's not just the God of Pastor Jonathan. He's not just the God of Sister Sherry, but he's your God. You have the promise of his presence. Whatever you're going through, he is going to go with you. The second part of this promise was is the promise of his protection. Are you grateful for that today? I'm so grateful in this day with all the craziness in our world that the word of God lets us know that this God is going to keep you wherever you go. It doesn't matter where you go. He's going to keep you. And the Bible says here in verse 15, he's promising that he will never leave you until every part of the promise is fulfilled. He's promised his protection over you, over your family, over your stuff. He's going to protect you. And then the final part of this promise is in verse 14, that in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. It's the promise of his presence. It's the promise of his protection. And it's the promise of his blessings. I want to remind someone today that his promise still stands. Point at somebody nearby and say, the promise still stands. You can trust his promise. You can trust the faithfulness of Almighty God. God is with you right now in this place. No matter the storm you're facing, no matter the trouble that you have to deal with when you get home, no matter what's facing you in the next week, the next month, the next year, the Bible lets us know that God is with you. It doesn't matter if you feel it. It doesn't matter if you feel it. It doesn't matter whether you got goosebumps or not. The promise is still the promise. The promise still stands. It doesn't matter if you see him working at it or not. The promise still stands. He promised in Matthew 28 and 20, I am with you always. This is God talking to you. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. When God promises to go with us, he's with us everywhere. Everywhere you go, he's with you. What a great promise. Think about it. When you walk on the job, and they don't like you on the job, and they're out to get you on the, you're walking in, and you got the king of kings and the lord of lords, the master of the universe, the creator of the world. He's walking in there with you. You don't got to walk in sheepishly. 
that don't have an attitude, but walk in just confidently that God, God is walking in here with me. You got a situation you got to face this week, next month, whatever. You just got to walk into that situation. Know that he is walking with you. He's the God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He's your best friend. He's the one that's going to walk with you. He's he's there. He's in your corner. You don't got to be afraid of any storm that you're facing. You don't got to be afraid of what the future might hold because he's promised. Someone say he's promised. He's promised that he is with you. He's promised that he's going to walk with you. This is the omnipotent, the omniscient, the all-powerful, the all-knowing, the omnipresent God. He's everywhere present and nowhere absent. He's with you. Someone needs to let that truth get a hold of them again today. To to know that he's the all-powerful God. He's got promises that he is with you. All the resources of heaven. He comes into the room and he's got them. What do you need today? What do you need today? Well, guess what? You, you love God? Yes. You, you serve God? Yes. Well, the God you love and the God you serve, he's got all the resources of heaven. Whatever you're needing today, he's got it all. He's got it all. He's not lacking anything. Philippians 4.19, in my God. Someone say my God. He's not Pastor Jonathan's God. He's my God. <laughs> Well, he's his God too. But he can say, my God. And you can say, my God. And I can say, my God. Read this verse with me. And my God shall supply. Oh, we don't believe that most of the time. We don't believe that most of the time. We believe he's going to do like most things. But not, not everything. We, we, we always do that, Pastor John. We put conditions you know, he can do it for sister so-and-so because she's more spiritual than I am. You know, we, we, we know God can heal. You know, God can send great revival to, to that country way across the ocean. But I'm not sure he can do it in Canada. Excuse me? And my God, read this with me again. And my God shall supply all your needs according Not to my bank account, and definitely not to your bank account. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter if you're at church or if you're at home, if you're driving down the highway, if you're in the schoolhouse. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're on Lake Ontario or flying across the Atlantic. He is God who owns it all. He's God that has it all. He's able to supply every need. It doesn't matter what you're facing today. It doesn't matter what promise God has spoken into your spirit today. I want to remind you today that the promises of God are still in effect. The promise still stands. Hallelujah. You're worried about something maybe next week. God's already in next week. He's already taking care of it. You're worried about something that could happen and worried about something next year. Don't sweat it. God's already there. He's already taking care of it. The crucial meeting that's coming up, you're you're not getting good sleep because of it. Sleep well, because God is already there. He's taking care of it. He goes before us. 
He comes behind us. He just takes care of it. The current situation you're in, it didn't catch God by surprise. I pray it drives us to our knees. I pray it causes us to get on our knees and have an encounter with Almighty God so that we can activate the promise that he's already given us because the promise still stands. Paul said it like this, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18, in everything, give thanks. You mean, Pastor Steve, I'm going through a tough time right now. The doctors haven't given me much hope with my health or the doctors or the lawyers have told me it's not going to work out in my favor or, or, or this is not going right on my job or this is not happening in my family. The Bible says here, the Apostle Paul says, in everything, give thanks. You mean to say in that situation right there, Pastor, what's the Bible say? In everything? Everything means everything. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I'm telling you, something begins to happen. When we begin to we get look, stop looking at our mess and our problems and our situation and our trial and our test, and we say, God, I'm just going to thank you today for your blessings. We begin to give him a little bit of praise. We begin to lift up our voice and give honor and praise to Almighty God. You know, something begins to take place that just lifts us up above the mess, gets us out of the molly grubs. It gets you up above your trial into a heavenly realm where you can start to sense and feel the presence of Almighty God. Praise is something. The, the, the great preacher Jeff Arnold said it like this. Praise is not just spiritual gymnastics, but praise is the pathway into his presence. It's the thing that we're taught, and I'm not preaching on praise message fully here today, but I wanted to remind you, every time you praise the Lord, every time you sing to him, every time you give thanks to him, every time you show a little bit of gratitude and lift up even what the Bible calls a joyful noise unto him, something begins to happen in the supernatural. It will take you into the presence of God. It will take you into the presence of Almighty God, and you will experience his faithfulness. But here today, I've come, and many of us, we've had a promise, and God hasn't answered that promise yet. How, how many are praying for something, and you're still waiting for the answer? Okay, you're still waiting. You believe it's the word of God. You believe God wants to do it but you're still waiting, okay? There are hands all over this audience. You're holding on to it. I want to encourage you, keep on believing. Keep on trusting his faithfulness. Hold on to the promise because his promise still stands. There's a great verse I found this week, and it's just powerful. Look at this verse in Joshua 21 and verse 45. Not one Someone say, not one. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. How many failed? How, how many promises of God to Israel failed? Not one. Every one was fulfilled. 
Wow, that that just got me so excited this week that there's not one promise that's going to fail. There's not one promise that God's not going to come through on. Everyone will be fulfilled. I don't know about you, but that excites me to know that God's promises are still standing, that God is still a faithful God, that the promise will always come through. Hallelujah. But what happens to us good folks sometimes is we have the promise. And when it doesn't happen the way we think it should happen, on the time clock that I give God to make it happen, we just kind of take the promise, we tuck it away, and we're just okay. I'm going to leave it there for a while. I'm not going to focus on that because it's not happening. Sometimes we get to the point where we don't even believe that the promise is going to ever happen. But God's word tells us to do something different. Hallelujah. Psalm 119 and verse 62 says this, I rejoice. Someone say rejoice. I rejoice at your word. There's a few other translations that says it like this. I rejoice at your promise as one who finds great treasure. I don't know what you think would be a great treasure, but if you went out there and you found a big old chest full of gold and silver and precious stones or, or millions of dollars, what would you do? How would you react if you found in your backyard, you dug up this great treasure? What, what, what would you do? The Bible says here, I'm going to rejoice at your promise. God, I'm going to rejoice at your word. But it hasn't happened yet. It doesn't matter it hasn't happened yet. I'm going to rejoice at the promise of it happening. I'm going to rejoice even though I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to rejoice even though it hasn't happened in my life yet. Because it's a promise. I'm going to hold on to that promise like a great treasure. I'm telling someone here today, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing right now. But I just want to challenge someone in this place. It's time for you to give a little bit of praise to God. It's time for you to rejoice a little bit in his presence. It's time for you to just say, God, I'm not seeing it yet. But God, I'm going to rejoice at the promise. I'm going to rejoice at your word. I'm going to act like I found a great treasure. Hallelujah. Everybody's standing in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of the people in this room, under the sound of my voice, you're in an impossible situation. I want to remind you that the promise still stands. God is faithful. God's word is true. God will never let the promise not come to pass. It will come to pass. Colossians 2, 2 Corinthians, pardon me, 1 and 20. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes. Someone say yes. No matter how many promises God has in this book, the promises, Brother Luis, are yes in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Brother Oscar, it doesn't matter how many promises are in this book. The promises of God, every single one of them are yes. He keeps his promises. He comes through on his promises. The promise still stands. Hallelujah. 
And that all came because I was reminded of that message that I preached that you saw. And I just figured we need a little reminder today. We hear these messages and we, oh yeah, yeah, woo, that's a good one, pastor. And then we forget about it. We tuck it away. It's time to be reminded. It's time for someone to rejoice at the promise. Like you found a great treasure. It's time for you to remember that there's no promise that he's ever made that will not be fulfilled. He's going to fulfill every single one of them. So every head bowed and every eye closed for a moment. Hallelujah. If you're here in this place today and you're still waiting on God to come through in a situation, you're still waiting for God to show up, don't give up on the promise. I'm just going to invite you right now to take a brave step of faith step out of your seat and and, and bring your promise and bring it to the altar one more time and say, God, I'm going to stand on your promise. God, I'm going to reactivate my faith and I'm going to rejoice even though it hasn't happened yet. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to give you praise. I'm going to trust you. God, and I expect that when I begin to praise you, when I begin to lift up my voice in praise, God, there's going to be an activation that takes place in the supernatural. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram and on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now, before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.